Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Hoop Jack Podcast Series. I am your host, Christopher Armistead, and today we got some interesting topics to go on today. First off, with the WNBA season finishing up right around the corner, we're going to be talking WNBA playoffs and predictions for the finals. We also have a Christmas Day list for the NBA already out and what to expect on to pretty much celebrate the holidays. And then a new, a new um, interesting piece that I saw where gambling kiosks in Kroger. So you can gamble your grocery money away. That'll be interesting. Um, but we're going to start it off real quick with uh, the Christmas Day games just to kind of get through that. So five games normally happen on Christmas Day. And they're usually probably the biggest holiday game of the year other than if you go to other sports. The Thanksgiving Day games and for football and really i don't know anything else for baseball but mainly christmas day games for basketball is one to you know five games it's great can't really great games too to be honest um so the five games uh and they don't have a time yet for the order but i'm assuming it's going to go like this you have the warriors versus the grizzlies which that's going to be an amazing matchup you have the defending champs going up against a very legitimate Western Conference foe in the Grizzlies, I think, with John Moran on the rise and that team really building up that they can create a threat in the West that can give Golden State a run for their money. You also have the Dallas Mavericks versus the Los Angeles Lakers. That's going to be a good matchup, too. I think with the Lakers, you know, aging out and not, and I, I'm sorry, I'm sad to say this, but I don't see a way that we're moving forward i think we're still living with the lebron we still have lebron factor but we're not looking forward towards the future we're mainly looking forward towards the present dallas on the other hand has weapons even though they lost jalen brunson to the knicks you still have luka Doncic and other you know ways to make it work and i think dallas is gonna be great I still have the Lakers pulling out that win, but I think anything can happen. Uh, next up, we have the Denver Nuggets versus the Phoenix Suns. Two really good teams. Two really good Western Conference teams. The only way I can see Denver pulling it off is if um, Jamal Murray makes a comeback. I mean, he needs to come back from his show out this year after injury. And then Nikola Jokic needs to really step it up i think two straight mvp years is great but nothing to show for it moving forward getting booted in like the first or second round that's not that's not a great look i think we need to update that mvp rule uh you have the knicks versus the 76ers this is going to be a really good one i think with the knicks making some adjustments not a lot but some you see them trying to push forward i think the Knicks are still going to have a another rebuild year, but the 76ers are going to hopefully, hopefully make a difference this year. I think they're still going to be a strong contender out east, and the Knicks could probably be a playing team if they try. If they try, I'm saying a big if, but I still got the 76ers winning that game. And then the last game is the Boston Celtics versus the Milwaukee Bucks, a great Eastern East battle. Right there, the Celtics trying. I think they have a really good chance to head back to the finals. I think they have a really great chance to repeat as a finals appearance. And if they 
do it, I think they really have a good chance to win it all. I think with the addition of, you know, Malcolm Brogdon, you have a lot of options for that team. Uh, there was still, you know, the whole thing with Kevin Durant and the fact that they would trade J- uh, Jalen Brown. I don't think that's even worth it. I really don't. And then the Bucks, you know, you have Chris Middleton hopefully coming back after injury. And the team's still rebuilding. This team's still as strong as ever. They're a, top, they're a top five team in the East, without a doubt. So there's always that option there. I think it's going to be really close. I got Boston winning that one. But great set of great set of Christmas Day games. You're always going to have like one that you're going to think, oh, well, it's not going to be a good game. All these look really good because I think you could probably – I think Golden State is going to be Memphis, but it's going to be under 10. Los Angeles is going to be Dallas, and it's probably going to be under 7. Probably an under 7-point win. Nuggets and Suns. I got the Suns winning. I got them winning by like 10 or less. The Knicks and the 76ers. The 76ers can pull it through. I got them winning by more than 10. And then the Celtics Bucks, I got the Boston winning by no more than five. Because that's going to be a really good game. And then, if you're a betting man, like I am from time to time, not a lot, but time to time, give or take. And I think that, you know... What's what I find interesting, and, I, and I'm just reading articles, is you know, I don't know how many people look at kiosks like betting kiosks around here. I know they have like slot machine, like like the uh, video video machines, like for the slots, and I see them at like 7-Eleven. I see like the Queen, you know, entertainment machines for the slot machines and everything like that. You put in like a few bucks and you can play the slots. But now, what I'm seeing is gambling kiosks could be up and running in ohio as early as january 1st of 2023 so cleveland reported that acme fresh market and kroger have both applied for licenses that would allow them to add sports gaming kiosks at select locations in ohio so i'm wondering how that would go because i feel like i would bet all my grocery money I really would. I would bet all my grocery money on, let it ride, let it ride. That's when people are going to get really, oh, it's going to be, I'm going to the grocery store, honey. You come back, where are the groceries? Oh, um, I put a parlay for the NFL games this weekend. Oh, you take that chance. That's when wives are not going to send their husbands alone to go do the shopping. Because we're going to end up going grocery shopping, all of a sudden, we're, all the guys are going to take a left-hand turn to that sports kiosk. And I would like to see how it would go because I think there's a, like I said, there's a pro and a con. I think you have a pro with, you know, an influx of, you know, people taking that chance. And gambling is all about taking chances. I think if you are a responsible gambler and you, you know, you bet like a couple dollars here and there, you're fine. But I think if you're someone who's like Mattress Mac, who's betting like, almost a million bucks for every, you know, big thing, or a couple million bucks every big thing, like the Kentucky Derby, the World Series, the Super Bowl, the National Championship, I think, you know, you're going to end up running out of money. I know I would. I really would. 
but I think it's going to be interesting to see how this works. And they're trying it out in Ohio. I don't know what they're going to look like. There was a rough sketch of what it looked like, but I would be interested to see what the final product will look like once they're out in circulation. And they said as early as January 1st of 2023. So by the new year, and especially really by the bowl season, by national championship time and eventually the Super Bowl, you're definitely going to see these up. Um, but I really, and I'm saying this out of the heart, everyone who's old enough to gamble, please gamble responsibly. Do not bet what you can't get back. Be a responsible gambler. But we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we have our one-on-one Hooper profile with overseas Australian basketball pro Austin Trey Week Trey Week so stay tuned Welcome back to the Hoop Jack podcast series guys and today for our 101 Hooper profile we have not one but two very special guests returning returning back on the show we have my man Jake Atkins and we also have overseas professional basketball star Austin Trey Week. Austin, it's great to have you on the show. Uh, it's great to be here, bro. I really appreciate y'all having me. What so, up, Jake? What's going on, buddy? So, uh, one of the uh, doing my research, uh, how long have you known my man Jake here? Oh, now? That's, what, what seven, seven, seven years? Yeah, seven, seven, seven years. years, something like that. Take me, yeah. take me back. How'd y'all, how'd y'all get, get to know each other? Uh, we met uh, in high school in my, I think it was my senior year. Yeah, senior year. Was, yeah, senior year. Yeah, um, I was in, I was traveling all over the U.S. through school. And then um, I ended up in Logan, West Virginia, which is absolutely amazing place, which I like now call my second home. And um, yeah, I met, I met Jake at school and we just kind of clicked right away. And we were just tight, like straight away. There was... There was like not really like one, one moment I like I can remember meeting you, but I just remember being in class and we're always getting in trouble. Always getting in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that was that made us so much closer. We're just always in trouble, and then we just were always working out and uh, yeah, trying to better ourselves. Yeah, we were uh, getting in trouble in class, and then and then in the gym after class, it was it was good times. Good yeah, time. it was like wherever we were, we were in trouble. We actually even had the same car in high school. Oh, we did too, huh? Yeah, we, we did, did the, the Dodge Neons. Yeah. <laughs> we rode those into the ground. And then you played uh, high school ball at Logan. It's Logan High School or Logan? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, what was that I, experience I, like for you? Logan High School was was great. Uh, it was probably one of the biggest blessings that could happen to me at the time because we were traveling so much, me and uh, my Nigerian brother, Augustine, we were traveling so much. And I, we'd been in the U.S., I think, for three, four years at that time and not had one, like, permanent home. And then um, going to Logan, we got, like, introduced to a family, which is a no family, and they adopted us. And, like, we got a – for me and Augustine coming from different kind of environments, um, we got adopted into that family 
and then we were allowed to go to school in Logan, which was like school in Logan was great. Um, and basketball was great too. I mean, Coach Hatcher was a little crazy, but everything, everything about school and, and the people in the school was, was great. I didn't have like a problem with nothing out there. Everyone was so welcoming. The, the town and the community is something I've never really experienced before. And um, yeah, I wouldn't change it for the world. I love that place. And then after Logan, uh, did you end up where? Where did you end up playing college ball, or if you did play college ball? I was trying to find it, but everything turned to your overseas career. Yeah. So what happened was I had some looks in uh, colleges, and um, just before school ended in Logan, like a week before graduation, uh, my grandmother was like like real ill, so I had to uh, fly home because she was on her deathbed, and um. Sorry to hear that, man. No, no, you're good, you're good. And um, so I went, I went home, and then a whole heap of stuff with like my family had happened. Like my mom was losing her house, and uh, she just had no way to provide. So I, instead of coming back to the U.S. and going through the whole college process, I had um some coaches reach out to to teams overseas and even in Australia, just about like playing professionally and trying to trying to start it that way instead of going through the college route. Right. So I had to kind of, instead of coming back to the U.S. and working out for these colleges and going and doing visits or whatnot, I got an offer for money right away. And I was like, you know, I got to, I kind of got to look out for the firm right now. And, and I, I see, take that. Yeah. And I see you started with, did you start with Keysboro or was there a team prior to Keysboro? No. So I've been with, so through the summers of coming back from the U.S., mm-hmm. I would play for Keysboro. So I think my first like big V game, which is like a professional game, right, was around like sixteen. Wow. And um, I didn't, I didn't get paid for that game because uh, the coach Nathan Boat was like, really wanted me to go to college and have a, like a future in the U.S. So he didn't pay me, but he like allowed me to play and train with them, and I got to learn how to be a professional so young, um, just through like Nathan Boat pretty much just allowing me to be with the team all the time, see the other Americans come in and out and just be a, a constant professional. So I started with them like super young. And then when I got back home, um, they, of course they offered me to come back, but it was like, uh, it was not where I, where I'd wanted to be. Mm-hmm. So I went over to China for, I think I would have been in China for about two years. And I was playing in a, like a lot of tournaments over there, um, just trying to get my name out there in that scene. Right. And um, I was playing in like jump 10 tournaments, which was like representing Australia in that point. And what else was I doing? They're just running clinics and trying to put myself in a, in a spot over there to play in their professional league. And then thankfully enough, I came home and one of the – the division one teams here in the NBL, um, Southeast Phoenix coach, uh, Simon Mitchell allowed me to come to workouts with him. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, I went, I went from like playing in like Chinese, uh, like leagues to coming back and having a chance to play in the Australian top league. Mm-hmm. And uh, I traveled with them. I played with their in- inaugural team. We went back to China to play and, um, I ended up getting hurt over there. I strained my hamstring, which was like a slight tear, but 
it was it was fine and then i worked out with them and having that on my resume allowed me to like take my uh my basketball to like kind of the next level with how i was getting paid and how i was getting like seen and my contracts were getting structured so i'm very thankful for that opportunity and right. i ended up with, with sherbrooke for the last was it three years now but two because of covid or well, covid pretty much stopped both seasons and this was our first full season and I also saw that you were, I, I don't know if this is right or not, with the Hawaii Hammerheads through the ABA. Yeah, so that was my uh, that was my first gig, like ever. But um, the the league ended up kind of like folding, like just before we were all all supposed to play. Like we played some practice games, but then we didn't get to play in the actual actual season. Okay. Um, because of they were having too many issues with travel and and stuff like that, but. That was because of uh, Kevin Williams and his NBL league, which is um he's another great coach with amazing opportunities, especially for Americans while you're out there. He's got a league in the NBL. Yeah, and then like you said, you're you've been with the Sherbrooke Suns for you said the last two years. Yeah, so I've been <clears throat> I've been signed with them for three years. Three years, but um we only played for two, like one and a half because of COVID. It kept shutting it down and. Australia was having ridiculously strict uh, policies with COVID. And once, like, COVID, once COVID hit, I know with Jake and I can probably attest to this that it was it. We couldn't do anything. Like, we couldn't. You couldn't go outside without seeing people in a mask. You can't go anywhere. And basketball goals, you'd see the rims kind of off. What was kind of that like with Australia? Were they kind of good at being able to? contain not really i wouldn't say contain everybody to but to make sure nothing else spread yeah i mean for the spread of it i'm pretty sure like melbourne was really good but for like the the well-being and mental health especially of the young people we handled it terribly um we had in melbourne we were the most locked down city in the world so i don't know how long it was but it felt like a good two years that we weren't allowed to do anything we weren't allowed to go like five kilometers from our house which is like i don't know probably like five or six miles maybe i think it's like three miles um we weren't allowed to do it like do anything at all but what would you say like we just we just weren't allowed to do anything at all to be honest like we were so locked down and we had so many restrictions like all we could do was go to the supermarket dang so it was still kind of you know, in a way, you you couldn't really do much. And as far as you still kind of able to keep up like a training schedule while you were, you know, I know that had to be hard without being able to travel a whole lot. But I can see maybe you tried something at home that was, you know, still staying in shape. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm extremely lucky in this situation, and um, my one of my my good friends, Jason Hook, owns like a a whole basketball gym and a weight weight room in the gym and he has a recovery center in that same gym and he uh at the time he had just started the business so he gave me the keys and pretty much just said you go in by yourself whenever you get a chance and um i was allowed to be in there and working out which actually helped me like tremendously like when i got back when COVID stopped i was in shape and ready to go so like thankful i'm very thankful to him allowing me that, that opportunity to be in the gym and I was there like every day because there was nothing else to do so that's all I was doing was working out getting bigger getting stronger and um just, just getting myself 
get my body more in shape for for being a professional. And once, you know, COVID kind of started to ease its way down, I know with Australia, um, it's different than it was here. What were you once the league was able to kind of kick back in? Was it was it a slow growth trying to get fans back in the stadium and, you know, the league kind of setting everything back up? Yes, at the at the for the first season there was no one was allowed in the gym besides the players and like they were even strict on like the managers, team managers and stuff. Like if you weren't a player or you didn't have an actual contribution to the team, you weren't allowed in the gym. Wow. Um and then the second season was was the same and then it got can cancelled like halfway through the season because COVID was just picking up too much. And then this year, it's been a lot better, slowly getting people back into the gym and um, just having, like, allowing people to come watch. But people are still, like, I'd say especially the older generation is still very uh, fearful of it. Right. Like, especially the people that watch the news. Like, <laughs> they would be scared at, at one point. Us young people don't really, we don't really care about the news. I think we kind of just take it as it is and just try to find ways to make the most out of the situation. Yeah, yeah. We, we're we all able to do research, so we know what's cap and what's not cap. So, like the older, guy, older generation, just whatever channel tells them, they just listen to that. So, with, uh, with your time with the Sherbrooke Suns, what are some of the goals that you want to achieve with the club and personal goals that you kind of want to achieve moving forward with the club I, I just want to win so Sherbrooke has um really opened their doors to me and um kind of allowed me to have like a home like a home club like if I want to go back overseas right now and play I can and come and I can come back to Sherbrooke like they've allowed me I kind of get like the Dirk Nowitzki treatment with them like they allow me just to to have an input with the club and um be just bigger than basketball like I can work with the juniors I can do everything around the club they give me like free will but with the club like I really just want to win win a championship um next year I feel like we've got a really good opportunity I felt like we had a great opportunity this year but um yeah I just really want to win a championship winning's my is my ultimate goal as far as like personal stats and all of that like you probably hear it all the time, like people don't care about their personal stats. But I want to be, I always want to be a top five player in the league. That's um, that's something I, I kind of pride myself on. And just being up there with like the assist numbers, making sure my teammates getting involved and getting good looks. It's hard to get assists here too in, um, in Australia because it's not like you can pass them the ball and they can take a dribble. Like as soon as someone takes a dribble, the assists don't count. Wow, so, yeah, it's actually it's it's super crazy. So like when you when you see games that I have like ten, eleven assists, just know that my people did not dribble that ball. They just shot it right out the hands, or they caught it, took it two steps. Like you can't you can't do too much with it, or else I don't count it. That's really interesting. I've never. It's so annoying. I've never thought about it like that. Yeah. If anyone from Big V's listening, man, change that damn rule because it sucks. <laughs> You know, um, I, I can actually vouch that Austin doesn't care about his stats. You know, having actually played with him a little bit, 
in high school. Um, I can't tell you all the games where he just put up zeros in every every statistical category. So the man <laughs> really does not care about his stats. <laughs> so um, uh, my last question to you is, what advice would you give to, you know, kids growing up in Australia or kids growing up overseas to want to have that dream to play professionally? What would be your advice to them? Um, like my first bit of advice would just be to, if you're having fun with it, like always have fun with it. If you, if you're having fun, you're always going to work harder because you really like doing it. And my second bit of advice is if you can get to the United States, get there because the level of basketball, just anywhere is better than everywhere else in the world. Like I can't, I can't tell you how much harder, like high school basketball is to the equivalent of like youth league in Australia. Like the US do things on such a different scale. Practice is ten times harder. You're like practicing in the mornings, you're lifting weights. You you're pretty much in like you treat like a professional right away. And everyone is like fighting for your spot. That's just the competitiveness is insane. Like once I got to the US, I thought I was good. I think I started getting to the US around fourteen, fifteen. And um I thought I was like in Australia. I'm nice, like I'm I'm super nice with it. People kind of know who I am. I get to the US, I am trash. Like I'm struggling in the YMCA. Like guys are just there. It's like their whole livelihood is basketball. Like they they're trying to take your head off and just pick up games. It's it's such a different lifestyle in in the United States. And um, yeah, I always tell the youngins out here, if you got an opportunity to go to, I don't care, D3 school, go to high school, go to the worst high school in the U.S., do that over playing here because, man, the level of basketball is just is unreal. Well, I'm, I'm out of questions. Jake, you have any? Yeah, I want to I kind of talk about, you know, your high school days just to give me a chance to kind of reminisce on all the good times <laughs> before you came around and then – you know, what it was like after you kind of ruined my life a little bit. Um, <laughs> what was what was your favorite memory of playing basketball for Mark Hatcher? My favorite memory for playing basketball with Mark Hatcher, um, I think it was more just the camaraderie with everybody on the team because we were all in such a – I don't even know how to explain it. Hatcher, Hatcher's crazy. Like Hatcher's, he's crazy. Like, yeah, he's crazy. I think he was actually a sucker. <laughs> so his practices were so hard that all of us like hated him together. <laughs> like yeah, as much that, as we love yeah. him now, it brought us so much closer together because we we're all like, man, this dude is not right, and we yeah. were just all like bond over it. So there was a uh, there was one practice, Chris. We we started off. Our senior year, my Austin senior year, we started off like six and one. Mm-hmm. The only team we lost to was like the number one team in double A. We were triple A. We lost like the number one team in double A, barely. And we're at practice the next yeah, day. Yeah, by like two points or something. Yeah. Like it was, it was um, uh, Justin Coger. He ended up playing like football for Concord or something. And then they had a, a, a really crafty guard who played, I think, D2 ball as well. Barely lose to him. We're at practice the next day. Coach Hatcher, you know, we're, we're finishing up. He says in the middle, we're getting ready to finish. And then a freshman's dad who was at every practice yells out on the line. 
so Hatcher looks over at him and says, you think they need to run? And we're all like, no, we're like, we're six and one. What do you mean we need to run? Like, we're, we're straight. We're good. Nah, he puts us on the line. We're running walls. We're doing nine in a minute. So what that means is you got to get nine walls in a minute. And if you don't get right. nine, he makes you get 10. Like one is tough. Yeah. If you, then you got to keep doing it. It sucks. So yeah. Like we, he would we just a, be. Would... It was awful. And we did it a couple times. And then, you know, he put 60 seconds back on the clock. And then we're like, you know what, man, we're done with this. We get together. We said on the first wall, everyone immediately break to the right, get to the locker room and change. We said, if everyone, <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember if, this. If everyone does it, he's not going to say anything. He's just going to let it go. And we're going to get to go home. Everyone does it except the freshman team. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. So we're all in the locker room. We're, like, laughing. We're having a good old time. The assistant coach, Zach Green, who's also a psychopath, walks in yeah. there. And he's like, man, what the are you guys doing? You better get back out here and get on that line. Like, you don't we, think this is a game? Oh, that was the worst. When, when Mark Hatcher said, you think this is a game? You think you can with me? No, yeah, no it was yeah. a bad day. That was, that was definitely one of my favorite memories. Yeah, there was there was one too. But we know, I don't know. We're smashing this team. I can't remember. It was it was like snowy as outside too, so there wasn't many people in the in the stadium. But I'd hit like eight threes in like the first half. I don't know if you remember this game, Jake. But remember, I was torching this team. And then, and anyways, like there was like twelve seconds on the clock, and this dude oh, beat me yeah. down the court. He beat me down the court, and like I just let him go for a layup. Like I didn't want to foul him. And then we're up by like 25 at halftime. And then Mark Hatcher gets in the locker room. He's like, take your jersey off. Remember this? Mm-hmm. He said to me, take my jersey off. I took my jersey off. He put it on the ground. He's like, you couldn't effing guard this jersey. You can't effing guard your own jersey. Like this wet, soggy piece of, you can't guard your jersey. Like I, at this point, like I think I had like 25 points. I absolutely murdered this team. And then, because I didn't, like, stop him on on this fast break, he didn't play me the whole game. Like, I was trying to go off. He didn't play me the rest of the game. He said, sit at the end of the bench. You can't guard. I was like, yeah, he's lost it. He's really lost it. So, I've got two other points that I want to bring up, and then I'll I'll pass it back to Chris if he's got anything. No, Jake, take it. Take it I'm, all. I want to get do – you, do you remember the best prank I ever pulled on you? I think – is this the thing you put in my air conditioner? So, Chris, what I did, we were it was actually like a really good day, and it was a horrible idea for me to do this. I'm surprised he didn't like rock me afterwards, but we're at like a we're at like a charity toy drive walking distance from our high school. Uh-huh. So me and another one of our mutual friends, Don Don, he we got his keys to his car. Uh-huh. I had two tubes of glitter. Oh, so I, I unlock his car, preset his AC, cranked all the way up, pop his air conditioning vents out, and I just dumped glitter all in his air conditioning vents. <laughs> and uh, as soon as he cranked his car on, this dude got glitter bombed. Yeah, it was and, bad too. That video was hella funny. I've, I've got it on my Facebook. I'll have to send it to you, Chris. But uh, yeah. And then I think the next day, I came outside to go to my car to leave, and I didn't have any hubcaps anymore. <laughs> so they, they took the hubcaps off my car. <laughs> it's just, we were, um, like, with the, I'm always, I hang out with, like, the, the super low-key chill people, like, just the most genuine people. 
like in high school, you know, you've got like all the cool kids. You got the like the most popular kids. Like none of us cared about any of that. We just literally just hung out because we were all just real close with each other. Yeah, and we would just do stupid stuff to each other, like completely wrong things. But we would just you get away with it when it's your brothers, you know. Yeah. So we would yeah. do crazy stuff like that, and I would I would take them to like. Because in school, you got to eat the school lunch, right? And um, I didn't really like it. So I, I would go to like McDonald's like <laughs> at lunchtime and, and take them all with me and we'd all just be buying McDonald's every day. <laughs> yeah, like it was the best. I love that place. So yeah, we, we weren't allowed to do that. But like we, we brought Austin in like specifically for basketball. Like the, the dude was a beast. And we brought him in because we needed help. And I don't care to say that. No one is going to get in trouble for that because it happens everywhere now. Um, so the, they found out we were leaving every day at lunch to go get food. And the <laughs> only reason me and the other guy didn't get in trouble is because we were with him. Yeah, and I pretend I didn't know that we weren't allowed <laughs> to do that. Plausible and, deniability. I love it. Yeah. No, high school, high school and Logan, like, it changed my life a lot. Like, I got... I was, I was all over the U.S. at one point. So I was in North Carolina. I was playing like AAU. I was in Austin, Texas. Then I was all through Texas playing at this other high school. And then uh, we actually had won a state, like a, not a state, like a AAU championship in um, South Carolina. And that's how I got like looks to these other schools, which led me to Logan. Actually, yeah. funny like lock, uh, funny uh, story about getting to Logan. I was um, in a hotel room in Atlanta. And I was literally just about to sign to this other school and just be like, yo, I'm going to come stay there. And I get a call from Mark Hatcher. And um, I'm watching Wild and Out at this point. And <laughs> I remember it clearly. He's like, I heard his accent. And I never heard no one talk like this my whole life. And Jake, you can do his accent a little bit. I haven't done it man. I haven't even heard Hatch talk in like four years man it was just the I thought he was prank calling me I was like nah ain't no one sound like this in real life like this is just some country movies you know <laughs> and then he calls me and anyways I, I find out it's a real call and he's like look I'd love for you to come play here Um, he gave me like the rundown he said that one of my, my brothers uh, Augustine who's Nigerian could come with me we could play in the same school and he was just super excited to have me. And the next day, I think it was like 8 a.m. in the morning, someone was at my hotel room just ready to pick me up. That's how I knew, like, this school was, like, a great opportunity. They weren't messing around. Wow. Yeah, so, like, from there, I went straight to Logan, met my host family, which is, like, my family to this day. Um, like, the No family, I came from, like, a real broken home. Um, I don't have, like, a dad. I just got a mom, and I got a... Uh, three half siblings but none of us are like super super close but then getting to like the no family and um they were so accepting like they loved me just for me then they introduced god into my life like i wasn't very i wasn't a god-fearing guy at all like when you come from like nothing you don't really understand it especially in australia we don't really have like religion that much like it's more just free will out here right and um yeah, that family like completely changed my life, my perspective on just everything. And um yeah, like I just want to say a huge shout out to them. I love them like more than I love anybody in this world. 
they uh they allowed me the opportunity to have memories like with Jake and Don Don and Hunter and just oh, just God, be a Hunter. kid for once. Yeah, like oh, they man. just allowed me to be a kid. Like growing up I was always like a like a young adult, you know, like you're always trying to figure out what's the next step with basketball, but they allowed me to have my senior year and, and, and be be a kid. And that was the first time I actually got to experience that and do it with like do it freely. So, so I'm glad you I'm glad you mentioned Hunter because that takes like a whole other tangent that we can go down. Chris, this dude, Hunter Nelson was like, he's like a, a tree stump. Like he's short and fat, but he's the funniest guy you'll ever meet. And yeah, he's we, hilarious. we would go to Walmart and play hide and seek as kids do. Yeah. And this, like he would find you or you would find him. He would turn a corner and you'd never see him again. Yeah. <laughs> like the, it, it was like this, this dude had like a V8 engine under his shirt or something like he'd turn a corner and he's gone and you'll never find him it was, Hunter was the badass of the group thing. like openly he was openly the badass of the group like he would take the fall for shit so me austin don don and hunter in 2015 i've actually got one more story after this one um we went to see furious seven the fast and furious movie mm-hmm. and if this is not something you want on the podcast feel free to just cut me out um we're, we're in the parking lot after we watch the movie. We're, we're in our Dodge Neons, our matching Dodge Neons. <laughs> Austin motions for me to roll my window down. I roll it down. He pulls out a BB gun, pops me in the shoulder, and then just punches it. Burns rubber out of the parking lot. <laughs> in a movie theater parking lot, I get shot in the shoulder by this guy. That's... <laughs> yeah, when I used to gun channel, so when I got my hands on it, I was shooting them just in front of it. Like every day, just pop, pop, take off. Huh. Now, the, the last thing is actually basketball related. Um, just, uh, uh, I'm going to give you a true or false scenario here, Austin. True or false? You got dunked on by Jabari Parker. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, uh, yeah, you ate. Right. A U18 game against Team USA, Team Australia versus Team USA. He got dunked on by Jabari Parker. Yeah, on a backdoor cut. On a another thing about Australian basketball, we don't we don't jump like you guys. Like <laughs> y'all, are, this athleticism is new to me. So I got hit on a backdoor pick, and um, I'd never really seen an alley oop to be honest with you. I've seen it on TV, but never in a game situation. So I'm running back and then I see the ball get thrown up and I'm like, oh, like this is stupid. Like I'm going to grab it. So I jump up to grab it and then nah, he cocked that thing back, put it on my head. I fell over. Everyone ran on the court. I was like, God dang, this is hectic. This is how these boys on my mixtape feel. But oh, man. Yeah, I think everyone allowed it because I was like 5'10 at the time. Little white Australian kid. They were like, yeah, he doesn't know better. <laughs> um. Well, I don't have anything else, Jake. You have anything? That's all I had, man. All right, well, Austin. Thanks again, man, for taking the time to come on the show, tell us your story, and kind of reminisce the good times with my man Jake. No, I appreciate y'all having me, man. It was it was good fun, and um, yeah. If y'all ever need me to come on here again, or want me to come on here again, I'm more than happy. Oh, for sure, man. Always. Uh, we'll be right back with more Hoop Jack, guys. So stay tuned. And we're back, guys, so I want to thank Austin for taking the time to come on the show. I wish him the best of luck with his time with the Shebrook Suns 
and in the Big Five League out of Australia. And I hope, you know, he has that opportunity to, you know, keep moving up at the pro level. And who knows, maybe he'll one day, we'll see him in the NBA or even the G League. And speaking of, you know, you know, moving up and what's happening, we have the WNBA playoffs uh, just right around the corner. Uh, we have first rounds coming up, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, if I just – okay. So WNBA playoffs start on Wednesday. We have first game is at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on ESPN2 with the Chicago Sky taking on the New York Liberty in game one. It's a best of three series. And then same on Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on ESPN, we have the Las Vegas Aces versus the Phoenix Mercury. And then on Thursday, we have the... Oh, man, I'm like... We have the Connecticut Sun taking on the Dallas Wings. And then at, that's at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on ESPNU and NBA TV. And then on Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on ESPN2, we have the Seattle Storm and the Washington Mystics. So to I'm going to take a prediction as to what you know the, the scenario could look like. I think Las Vegas will move to the semis. I think Seattle will move on. Chicago and Connecticut will move on. Then here's where it gets tricky. I like Seattle Storm. Uh, I have a lot of faith in them, but the Aces have been really hot. You know, Kelsey Plum and all of them have played amazingly this year. So I think the Las Vegas Aces will be the first team to make it to the WNBA Finals. And I think with the Chicago Sky are looking to repeat, I think they can do it. They have a chance. I'm going to pick the Chicago Sky to move on. And I think it's going to be the Las Vegas Aces versus the Chicago Sky. And then a best of five. I think it's going to go to five games. I think it's going to be a three to two, but it's going to go to Vegas. Chicago's not going to go down without a fight. And I believe that, you know, the Aces are going to win. You know, I believe that. I'll write that down. I will take that bet and let it ride. And before we close out, I want to thank our affiliates for Bo uh, Boosted Biz and Kenichi Bear for helping us out along the way. As well as I want to give a shout out to Mulak, uh, to Mulak Kicks and to and a shout out to Jim and Juice in Virginia Beach Town Center. Uh, first off with Mulak Kicks, they are a fantastic women's performance company for clothes and for basketball shoes and hopefully you guys can check them out you can find them on instagram at moolah kicks and click on their website they have tons of great products for uh women's hoopers and you know girls basketball and everything like that and i want to show show them support however i can and you guys should show them some love and support too they're a great company and they're working their way up uh, shout out to Moolah Kicks, and then also shout out to Jim and Juice in Town Center. They're a great gym. It's a great gym, and you know, if you do want to set up some classes, if you're feeling like you want to get a good workout in, you guys can set up some classes if you're in the area uh, to you know get a workout in. They have great programs that you guys can do to kind of 
set you guys up for you know workouts and even meals they can set you up on a routine a diet routine that they can help you out with so make sure to check out gym and juice you can check out their website or you can check out their instagram i think it's at gym and juice i think there's a underscore between gym and 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 juice gym underscore and underscore juice i believe that's what it is but i could be wrong make sure to check them out and to kind of close out for monday um just everyone keep your head up you know monday is you know the start of the week you know you just got to take it one day at a time and don't try to overthink anything don't try to overanalyze everything just take one day at a time and be the person that you want to be don't let anyone else dictate what you should be and that's going to be it guys keep tuning into the show make sure to check out austin and his career and also it was good hearing from jake again i hope he's i hope he does well with his ventures and we'd love to have him back on the show and anyone else wanting to come on the show feel free to message me you can message my personal page time for life or you can message the channel page at underscore hoop jack underscore make sure to keep listening to the channel make sure to keep watching our hoop of reflections we're trying to get more people to come. and remember don't be a bystander be a hooper and keep balling peace